Welcome to the Soul Align Business Babes podcast. My name is Susan Francis and I'm a mindset manifestation expert, business coach and mentor helping women quantum leap their business success and make the seemingly impossible a reality. And if you're here, you've been called here for a reason. You know within your soul that you are capable of so much more and I'm here to help you unlock your full potential and manifest your dream life and business. It is my mission to empower female entrepreneurs to connect back to their soul, to their true calling, and to create a business from a place of alignment and purpose. So if you're struggling with hard work and force in your business, then get ready to let go of everything you think you know. It's time to forget all the stress, all the strategies, all the hustle, and instead unlock the secret to manifesting your next level of abundance. Join me as I deep dive into creating a business that flows, teach you how to trust your intuition, create a mindset of abundance, experience more joy, and to learn how to become magnetic to the money and success you desire. I have a down-to-earth, strictly no BS approach and make the woo-woo seem logical and actionable. I know that the knowledge, tools, and insights I share will change your life and the way you approach your business forever, and I'm excited to help you expand. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Line Business Babe podcast. This is a bit of a fun one today. So I've titled this seven things I learned from seven days in isolation. <laughs> um, so about two weeks ago, I tested positive for COVID. Um, it came on really quickly. Literally, I woke up in the morning and just started to feel like something was coming, you know, back my throat felt like I was coming down with something. Uh, And I was meant to be flying to Adelaide to see my mum the next day. So I'm like, better get a test. Did the little test at home, the rapid antigen test that was negative. But as the sort of next hour or so went along, I started to feel a little bit worse. So I went and got a PCR test. And that day, I was still working in the morning. I felt fine. I just felt a niggling thing like something was coming on. That afternoon, I felt pretty off and I just decided to rest and I got a positive result. The next morning, however, after a good night's sleep, I woke up feeling fine. So that was my whole event of COVID. It was literally less than 24 hours. Um, And then after that, it was a little bit of tiredness, a little tiny bit of brain fog, fog, but seven days in isolation, which for me meant seven days locked in my bedroom while the rest of the family was was in the rest of the house. I went between the bedroom, thank God there's a balcony for some fresh air and the bathroom. And that was it, right? So I didn't see anyone for seven days. I didn't uh, interact with any of the family. I was locked in a bedroom for seven days. And there were a few insights. So I wanted to come on here and share seven things I learned in seven days of isolation. Number one, I really love my family so much. I really love my family so much. Not really uh, a a realization that I wasn't aware of, but just a deeper sense of gratitude for all of my beautiful family. I love them and I miss them so much. I, I was getting a bit sad when I could hear my daughter's little voice outside my room. It was a bit sad, but I really love my family and appreciate my mother so much. She rang me every day to check in on me. And I truly appreciated, you know, when you, when you're by yourself, you really, crave that human connection and so I really valued you know the calls or the messages or that interaction and I just really realized how much I just 
missed being able to just cuddle my family and talk to my family and be with them and just hang out with them and just all the little moments. I just had a deeper, deeper gratitude for my beautiful family. The second awareness that I really had was I really need to track my cycle, right? I really need to track my cycle. So it was something I sort of started doing a little while ago and then I sort of stopped, but I had, after my daughter, I had a marina put in, so I didn't have a period for about five years, but I had it taken out uh, last year. And since then, the day before or the day I get my period, I get really emotional and that didn't used to happen. But so my second day in isolation, I felt so lonely, so sad. I felt like no one had talked to me. I just like was feeling really alone and neglected and isolated and really sad. And when my partner rang me to talk to me later that afternoon, I like burst into tears and I was sobbing and I was yelling and I was angry and I was upset and like just all this uh, emotion, right? But very sad emotion. And then that night I got my period and the next day I felt fine. And I realized that's been my experience over the last few months, especially that the day before the day of my period, I get quite sad and a bit down and really realized, you know, the importance. And I know a lot of women do this, but I haven't been doing it consistently. So really realizing the importance of tracking my cycle. And so something I'm looking into now is um, I'm just about to start reading a book, which is all about tracking your cycle in business, because as our hormones change through the month, as our hormones change through the month, we obviously are in different emotional states. So when you're ovulating, you are more energized. And so this is a good time in your business to be launching things or say running a free, you know, three day masterclass or things like that. Whereas the day the for me, the day of or the day before, I shouldn't be doing too much. Right? I certainly shouldn't be doing too much. I just need to recognize that ah, at this time, I just need to be kind to myself, maybe take a day off rest because I got super super emotional um, and I was obviously heightened and triggered by the fact that I was isolated but I really need to do that for myself third thing third thing I learned Shits Creek is the best show ever Shits Creek is the best show ever it is so funny it is so funny if you haven't ever watched it before it's on Netflix um, it's about this really wealthy family that lose all their money and end up living in this uh, motel in this town called Shits Creek and it is freaking hilarious. I've watched it all before, but I watched all six seasons again in my seven days in isolation and it is so funny. It's just so well written. Um, and the other thing I realized is I have an absolute couple crush on Patrick and David. I just love their relationship. It is so cute. It is so sweet. I just, David's facials, it's hilarious. If, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It is so, so funny. And also just what a great series it is. You know, what I love about it, even if you haven't seen it, what I love about it is that they, they show, they show another way of being when it comes to gay relationships, they, they show how it can be without having to justify it. And what I mean by that is a lot of, 
and it's not just you know in in, in gay relationships um there's a lot of feeling the need to explain and justify and prove or show, you know, uh, anything that's not the norm in society. There's like in a lot of series or the way it's portrayed in the media, it's like somehow things have to be justified. Whereas what this show does is it actually just shows this beautiful relationship between two guys that's a happy, loving, beautiful, sweet relationship. And it doesn't make the fact that they're gay an issue. It's like a non-event. It's not like it's, it's not like they come up against all of this, um, you know, hatred or, or judgment or anything like that. It's just showing another way of being that obviously people in a same sex relationship can just have a really beautiful relationship. It doesn't, they don't have to go through all these big struggles. It doesn't always have to be about that. And what I loved about that, it was, it was really a reflection for life and for business and for things that I talk about too, that we lead through that example of a different way. We don't need to justify the struggle. We don't need to prove ourselves. We just step into a new reality. We show up as a new version and we, we, as leaders, we go first and we shine the light for how things can be. You know, it's not about it doesn't have to be about the struggle. It can just be about the evolution and the beauty of what we can create. And so there are so many things I love about that show. Can't recommend it highly enough. Go and watch it. <laughs> Which leads me to the fourth thing I learned, that laughter really is the best medicine. Laughter is the best medicine, right? Um, you know, I like I said, I was the only thing was that in that week I was feeling a bit tired and had a bit of brain fog, so I didn't do too much working on my business. And I thought I would be really productive, but I just felt like chilling out. And so I started watching some other things um, and, you know, I even started reading some books and, but I just got pulled back to wanting to watch that show because it was so lighthearted. There was lots of laughter. It just made me smile and it just made me feel good, right? It made me feel good. And so much of, you know, if you watch, television if you're watching netflix so much of what we watch it influences how we feel right it influences how we feel and so you know it's so easy to get caught up watching things that are dramas or or just you know where there's a lot of negativity or tension and what we watch what we consume affects how we feel and so just watching something that made me laugh helped me to feel good, right? Helped me to feel really good. So laughter is the best medicine. Do more things that make you laugh. Have more fun. The better you feel, the easier everything is, right? The place of feeling good is that ultimate place of alignment and laughter is the fastest way to get into alignment. When you're feeling good, you are in alignment. The fifth thing that I really learned is that it's okay to do nothing. It's really okay to do nothing and to just be and to totally chill. You know, as someone that's always been a hard worker, driven, you know, like to keep busy, it is challenging for me and has been in the past to really just switch off. And so a week of not being able to leave a room 
I really, really embrace the art of doing nothing. I really just, like I said, I binge Netflix for hours. Um, I read books. I took naps. I just like, you know, took it really slow. I was still doing some journaling and meditating and things like that, but I took it so slowly and it's, it's okay to do nothing, right? It's okay to just do nothing. Give yourself permission to do nothing. There's nothing that you need to prove or earn or, uh, you know, you're not more worthy because you're busy, right? There's this culturally, there's, there's this conditioning, you know, like there's this conditioning of being busy. Being busy isn't a badge of honor. You know, when you sort of bump into someone you haven't seen for a while, how are you, oh, I've been so busy, being so busy, like it's some sort of freaking badge of honor. It's not a badge of honor to be busy. You know, when people ask me now, how's my business? I'm like, yeah, it's great. Pretty chilled pretty relaxed, really good, right? It's not a badge of honor to work a hundred hours a week. It's not a badge of honor to work 50 hours a week. My badge of honor is how little can I do? How much can I, how, how, how little, how little can I do? But you know, how can I, how can I really find that balance and, and not do things that I don't need to be doing, right? How can I still have an incredibly successful business, make an impact, without hustling all the time, without working all the time, right? How can I do that? That's, that's my badge of honor. How can I grow this to seven figures and beyond without working all the time, right? That is my badge of honor. Um, that's what I aspire to. It's not just about being busy. Being busy is not a badge of honor, which leads me really to number six, which is you do not need to be productive all the time, right? Very much related. You do not need to be productive. You are not more worthy because you're productive, right? You are not more worthy because you are productive. It's, it is completely fine. And actually it is so important to have rest, right? To have rest, to be able to relax, to be able to have fun, a true, a true alignment is a state of joy and peace and relaxation, you know, doing things we love, having fun, spending time with those we love, you know, culturally that with there's so much conditioning that you have to sort of achieve things, right? You've got to tick things off the list. There's always got to be new goals, being productive, doing more, does not make you more worthy, does not make you a more valuable human being, right? It's com- you in this moment, as you are doing nothing, are enough. You are enough no matter what. You are born enough. You know, when babies are born, we don't judge them and say, well, you know, you're only enough. You're only worthy when you start doing something of interest, right? When you start proving yourself, when you're doing something worthwhile, we just, when babies are born, we just love them. They can't do a single thing. (laughs) They can't, you know, they have trouble feeding. They certainly can't change themselves. They can't even hold things or grip things or roll over or certainly walk or talk or any of that stuff. They can't do anything. They just feed and sleep and poop and that's about it, right? Um, But we love them anyway. We love them just for being. We just love them because they're a beautiful human being exactly as they are. So, you know, really releasing that need to be productive. I'm still worthy. I'm still enough, even when I'm doing nothing, right? Even when I'm just completely doing nothing, 
it's not wasting time. It's being present in the moment and being able to enjoy that moment. And the last thing, but probably, you know, the most powerful is that great insights and awareness often come when you're doing nothing, when you are not focused on the problem, right? When you're really not focused on the problem, when you just completely take your mind off of things and you really have that downtime, you really check out and, um, you know, are, are relaxing, let it all go. That is when you will have the awareness and the insights. You know, while you are focused on trying to resolve a problem, you are in the energy of the problem. And the way to to resolve problems or get those insights or awarenesses that you're after is actually to completely let go of the problem, to let it go to not obsess over it, to not think about it so much, to release it. And for me, one of the things had been, you know, the direction of my business, how I want to expand my business, what sort of programs and offerings I want to do, just really wanting clarity on that next evolution, what it all looks like. And it's been many months that I've sort of been in this place of wanting to have have a lot of clarity. And I really feel like in that week in isolation, while I was binging Schitt's Creek (laughs) and just laughing and having, you know, chilling and relaxing, I really feel like I received and got, you know, received the downloads and so much awareness of what that next evolution is. It was almost like completely taking a step back allowed me to sort of float up and have this bird's eye view of what my business is and what I desire it to look like and all the components that need to come together for that to happen. And so it get, by taking a step back and really disconnecting from it all, I really received some great insights and awareness, which, like I said, does not come when we focus on the problem. It's when we let go of the problem and shift into alignment that we receive those downloads. So I just wanted to come in and share all of those things because like I said, it was an interesting seven days. I've never spent seven days alone before, um, completely alone like that. And, you know, and also, like I said, being in isolation, not being going to do anything, not being going to go for a walk or, you know, even have that freedom. It was, it was challenging probably only for the first, like I said, 48 hours. And then I really found my groove <laughs> thank god so grateful for Shit's creek it was so funny again because i just watched it for the second time around um and you know was able to relax into it and like i said really appreciate and value and have so much gratitude for my family for those that checked in on me and just the the new insights that i have the new insights the deeper sense of still valuing myself when I'm relaxed, when I'm doing nothing, not having to be productive, there was so much that came out of it. And so one of the things I just want to leave you with is to encourage you to look always at any challenge in your life as an, as a, an experience to learn and grow, no matter what it is. You wouldn't think getting COVID and being stuck in isolation for seven days would be something to get excited about, but I know that it was good for all of us. Even my partner who was stuck in the house with the two girls, their relationships became stronger. 
the two girls stepped up and started helping more around the house. They were supporting each other more. And so I know that that seven days without me there also was good for them. And so there was so much that came out of it, right? And so when we can look at at each hurdle, at each challenge as, a, as an opportunity to learn and grow, you see that no matter what comes your way, no matter what it is, it's all part of your growth and evolution and it's all a part of the beautiful magic that makes up your life, right? There are no good and bad experiences. Everything's neutral. It's just the meaning you give to it. It's how you look at it, how you perceive it. So I encourage you to always look at everything through that lens of how can I learn and grow through this, right? How can I learn and grow? How can I make the best of this? How can I learn and grow through this? So there are my final thoughts. I hope you're having an incredible day. I will talk to you all again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you loved what you heard here and are excited for your expansion. If it resonated with you, then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends and hashtag soul aligned business babes. And please rate and review so I can spread the word and keep bringing you more goodness. If you're not already following me on social media, come and join the party for extra inspiration and teachings. I do live trainings in my Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soulaligned.bb. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Susan Francis or come to my website at susanfrancis.com.au and download your free manifestation meditation and check out what programs I'm currently offering. I'm so excited you joined me here today and can't wait to share the next episode with you. Until then, remember you are powerful beyond measure and your success is inevitable.